The views and opinions expressed on From the Mouths of Madness are that of the panel and not of the Geeks Under the Influence Network or their sponsors, Amazon.com and TeePublic.com. Listeners, beware. Coming straight from the mouths of madness, I am one of the hosts, Lowdown. With me, as always, is... F.U. Honor. What's up, bitches? Yeah. Bitches. Bitches, bitches, At this point, not snowed in bitches, best way I can put it, because all the shit's finally melting. Hope you got your power, bitches. Seriously. God damn. (laughs) Kind of got fucked. Apparently, in Richmond, if you were south of the river... You were fucked. Cause... Oh, no, I think you just lucked out because if you looked at the outage map on Dominion, like <laughs> all of Richmond and the surrounding northern, eastern, western, southern counties was red. Yeah, so yeah. Like the like, and if you scrolled any of those sections and and zoomed in, you saw like seven hundred outages reported. You know, four hundred outages. Like you just got lucky. Oh well, and it's also because I actually prepared. Most of the time, I don't pay attention. Power goes out. I'm fucked. This year, I charged the fuck out of everything. I had. Two fucking power banks loaded, ready to go. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, next time, I'll probably not pay attention. Power goes out. I'm fucked. This time, I was prepared. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, we're uh, coming up to the end of February, which is, you know, the usually the shittiest month for weather, winter weather in Virginia. So, you know, going into March, this should be it. We should. This should have been it. We should be done. Yeah, you yeah. say that, but yeah. <laughs> a rare occasion. And then that that blizzard of uh, March tenth is gonna hit. So yeah, yeah. Well, well blizzard I can deal with. It's fucking bullshit ice. That's what fucks shit up. You yeah, know? yeah, the ice storm is what fucked us up. Yeah, yeah. Royally fucked us. Uh, anyway, we're not here to be your meteorologist, but what we are here to talk about is tonight on the chopping block. On the chopping ice block. Does that work? No, God it damn it. It's terrible. Oh, no. man. I'm sorry, listeners. Uh, we've got 1995s. So second oldest on the chopping block. Because the oldest was Texas Chainsaw 2. This is the second mm-hmm. oldest. On the chopping block? Yeah. What was the oldest? I believe a movie called Hell Night that you brought up. Oh, that's right. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Was that 81? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's fucking old as shit. Yeah. yeah, holy shit. All right, third oldest. That movie's older uh, than my wife. Anyhow, let's go on. Uh, but not as old as you. Anyway, uh, <laughs> 1995's Tales from the Hood. You know we love our anthology series. And, oh yeah. I mean, it. I mean, it, it's just it, it's like one of the first popular, like for the most part, yeah, all black casted horror movies. Yeah. Outside of like the one segment, well, two of the segments where they were, they, but they were there for like good reason. The white people were there for good reason. <laughs> But uh, great, great film. Uh, you know, if you're into that, I mean, it, it doesn't mean it survives a chopping block because there are movies we've talked about that we enjoy, but doesn't mean it actually something we want to own. Yeah. So we're not showing our cars just yet. But uh, now I will say one thing on a prior one, we covered Mortuary Collection. Mm-hmm. And I remember trying to figure out how to describe um, Clancy Brown, like, because, and I forgot. And watching, rewatching Tales from the Hood reminded me, oh, yeah. It's like he's a lot like Clarence Williams III in this fucking movie mm-hmm. of that like the head guy who just loves fucking with people. Yeah, but I think Clarence Williams portrays it in a way where he's enjoying it just so much more. I know, but you see what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. it has that same kind of beat. And it was funny because I was trying to think of what to compare him to, and I completely forgot about this till I watched. Uh, yeah, we watched it. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh yeah, so uh, that's one of the actors. But before we get in that, we'll talk about. It's directed by Rusty Kandif. Kandif. I always leave the last names to you. So C U N D I E F F. So I have no idea. And it's produced by Darren Scott, who was also the producer on Stepfather Two, Keep Him in the Horror World, and then he also produced an amazing movie, a uh, little little Oscar winning movie called Menace of Society. Oh, nice. That. Yeah. That's a good fucking movie. Yeah. And um, written by, this movie was written by both Rusty and Darren. We're just going to go with the first names. <laughs> but executive produced by, here we go, big name, Spike Lee. Oh, yeah. I mean. It's a Spike Lee joint then. Spike Lee joint. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he, dir- he directs those. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this is what directed. I don't know if his production company would put that on there, but. But I remember when this movie came out, dude. Like I remember seeing it in the theaters, and I was like, "Tales from the Hood." I'm like, "Oh, like Tales from the Crypt, like Tales from the Dark Side." Like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'd always thought that was clever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And it's like, but it's weird. You roll up to the to the to the funeral home, and it, it looks like white bread America funeral home, though. Yep. Until you get into it, and there's a <laughs> yeah. lot of purple, and there's a lot of like Clarence Williams' uh, costume is fucking amazing. It's it's funny because like I know he's been in a bunch of other stuff, but him specifically, I reference this. And then Mod his, Squad. What's that? see? I don't even remember Mod Squad. He was in, he was like the, one of the leads in the Mod Squad for many a year. Okay, that was his like. Big, I mean, I was gonna throw that out there, or he was also the main bad guy. And um, God damn it, the uh, uh, the Dave Chappelle fucking movie that I'm drawing a blank on. Um, Half Baked. Half Baked. Yes. Yeah. He, yes. Yeah. Yes. He was a bad guy, and he plays yeah. almost the same character. <laughs> he, you know, he's a very easily can be confused with a young Lawrence Fishburne. Absolutely. Like, yeah. in looks and in acting, kind of like, I don't know. It just, I was like, wow, this is like, if Lawrence Fishburne was still young. Yeah. <laughs> when his face was still slim. <laughs> but anyway, it is an anthology uh, series that takes place. The frame story is around another, again, another, we just did Mortuary Collection, another funeral home. Yep. You know, and three drug dealers slash gang members roll up. And uh, they are there to buy some found drugs. So parent, apparently, uh, was it Mr. Sims, the owner of Sims Funeral Home, found some drugs in the alley, and he's willing to sell them to the drug dealers. Yep. Right? But in, in, in trying to set up, you know, the guys just want to get in there and get the fuck out. They want to be gone. Well, he, but then, of course, they come across a body, because, you know, they're setting up all the different parlor rooms that have bodies ready to go. And uh, they're like, oh, but you should hear about this young man first. So here we go. We got another guy going around telling stories of dead people in the funeral home. Yeah. But he's got this This movie did it before. Yeah. Way before, actually. <laughs> Way before, I mean. 24 years before. <laughs> and uh, first, the first segment is called Rogue Cop Revelation. And I'll, I'll, all right, I'm going to get into this right now. Every one of these stories is like fucking hardcore. Like yeah. there's nothing... They remotely touch on a yeah there's not lot th- of, like if you're sensitive to anything uh socially or uh his, even historical when it comes to uh the race issues uh and and whatnot like this 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 movie is very like no holds barred oh yeah yeah on all ends of it too which is cool and uh so this one was oh, so the rookie cop rolls up on a what was supposed to be a routine pullover and you know his partner and two of the other cops that his partner is like buddies with pulled over this city councilman slash like a black activist. Yep. And the problem is the city councilman uh, has been turned, has been, you know, gutting the police department 
because there have been cops that have been selling drugs on the slide to make more, you know, to make that make that money. And he's been busting crooked cops. Well, of course, yeah, cop yeah. pulls you over. <laughs> oh, not good. Yeah, it's not good. So yeah, they beat the shit out of him. And what's fucked up is when they like inject him after they beat him and they basically beat him into a semi-conscious state. And then they like drive his car off the dock with him in it. But they shoot him up first. Yeah. And then, but then they tuck his needle in his fucking like pocket. Like, yeah. Like, we're like, yeah, I want to shoot up and just tuck my needle yeah, away. Save it for later. Save it. Yeah. Right <laughs> the fuck? Oh, another memory. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just like, yep. Just like drug, you know, just like junkies do. They like to keep mementos. Keep it neat. Keep it neat, man. <laughs> Here's memento of the time I did drugs. What like, the no. Fuck. That was ridiculous. And, uh,. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, they drive his car off the bridge. Of course, you know they find the cop. They find him. He's dead. And they, of course, they also hit drugs in his trunk too. So now the guy that's against <laughs> drugs, the case the needle is yeah. found. Yeah. So the guy who's against drugs is now like, oh, you know, potential also potential drug dealer. Yada yada. He's been lying to you the whole time. Blah blah blah. Well, the rookie cop who didn't do anything to help him, right? Oh, mind you, this is also roughly around, not that far in between Rodney King. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> so, not that far at all. So this that was a very poignant, and they started with that one too. So that was that's yeah. a very poignant that one to start with. Uh, a year later, you know, the rookie has now quit the force. He's a drunk. He's living with the guilt of not helping, letting the cops get away with it. So he ends up getting having a vision of the councilman on a cross and telling him, "Bring them to me." And he was just probably just drunk and yeah. hallucination. <laughs> anyway, he calls his old cop buddies. You know, they're all. They're all buddies, and they they get along. They meet him at the cemetery where, which was initially where they pulled him over at. That's, That's where right. It happened. Yeah, and they take him over to the councilman's grave. And meanwhile, the cops are in the back planning uh, to kill him because he's the only one that knows and can tur- still turn him in. I guess I don't know what the limitations are for that, but yeah, but yeah. Anyway. Probably kind of open, you know. Yeah. At least they're gonna lose their fucking jobs, even if they don't go to fucking jail. Yeah, they'll, they'll lose their jobs. They'll lose over, their jobs. Yeah, and they should. And uh, <laughs> this is where the fun happens, because one dude pisses on the on the grave, and then he, he commands another cop to go do it, and, oh, this is where angry zombie councilman comes out and grabs yeah. him by the dick. <laughs> Whoops. Not only does he yank him down, he yanks him down, and then starts, like, beating his head against, like, with his dick, he's beating the dude's, moving the dude's body, beating his head against he the tombstone. He is the happiest zombie, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I, like... You don't usually see zombies smiling, but like there's like a smirk throughout all these killings that yeah. he's he's just having a great old time taking revenge. Like fuck it, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just like like he gets, he's got that they, the way they did his voice. It's like oh. he's like and he's like making these weird grunting. I'm noises. just saying he's having fun. Like if you're gonna come back from the dead to kill the, the you know avenge your death, have fun doing it. Truth, yeah, very true. And uh, then what? Like, then the other cop, he they get he, the cops run away. They get in the car. They drive away full full speed. And I forget how it happened where they end up stopping at an intersection. But of course, zombies there. Whoops! Because he's not just a zombie. He is like a supernatural force apparently. And uh, he reaches through the. So I guess cop cars have sunroofs because he reaches through the top of the car. That's a new one. Yeah. Uh, he reaches yeah. through the top of the car and pulls dude's head off. Yeah. Which was the lamest of the deaths. So far we got Death by Genitalia Pool, which was awesome. Yeah. And we got just ripping someone's head off. Yeah. yeah. But this next- This is, by the way, how you can tell we watched too many horror movies. <laughs> yeah. We're like, yeah, head rip off. Yeah, Fucking show us something new, yeah. all right? It wasn't even any, like good blood I, squirts. I know, but I'm like... just saying, we're so desensitized. <laughs> we're like, yeah, fuck another head ripped off. Fucking bullshit. Oh. <laughs> so- <laughs> Give us something good. This is, the, this is one of the best deaths- 
or in my opinion, the best death in this segment, but probably one of the best deaths in the entire movie. Yeah. Where the final cop starts running away. You know, he ran out away from the car and he's running down an alley. Before he runs down the alley, he sees there's a mural that a local artist had spray painted of the councilman. Oh, yeah. And so he sees this giant councilman face like pointing at him. And then he starts, you know, he's going batshit crazy, right? Because he's and he's just yelling, "We killed you! We killed him!" Blah blah. Meanwhile, he runs down an alley. It's full of junkies. I mean, there's just needles galore on the ground, and and then of course at the back of the alley, he turns around and bumps into old zombie councilman. Whoops! He's like, Have you paid your taxes? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, hits him and gets knocked down, and then gets up to run away. And this is where it's awesome. The councilman just starts zombie. Supernatural picking up fucking used needles and starts oh. stabbing them with them, <laughs> yeah. just slinging them right in the one in the back, and and then he's like he's out of the alley now. He's crossing the street and he's just slinging dirty needles at him. And this is where this is the cool part where like on the mural there's where the doors are to the building, it forms a cross. Well, the police officer happens to turn around, so he's facing zombie councilman and he's still slinging fucking dirty needles. But now he's like. Uh, stigmata in him. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, yeah, like, and then the final one goes through his mouth. (laughs) That's gonna leave an infection. Well, no, it, it, and then they pan out, and then somehow supernatural zombie councilman molds him into the mural. Yeah, and so now you've got a screaming white police officer in the in the like hood hoodest of the hood alleys, crucified. It's an awesome image, and that's and that's the thing. Is one thing I really appreciate. Some of the like the the effects and the the what they thought of mm. is really fucking cool. That's yeah. one like of that them. final image is very powerful. Yeah, I mean because it showed like because he's got blood on his arm from his friend, so it, you know it looks like this crucified white cop uh, on a mural that was painted in the middle of like I said the one of the roughest parts of town, and I don't know. It's just it's it spoke a lot. It's fucking but, badass. But the guy, the rookie who brought them to him, he was like. Oh, is it, did I do good? Did you did I did did, did you get your Vincent's brother? And then he's like, "Where were you when I needed you?" You're like, oh, <laughs> no, this dude's fucked too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, but they but they make it sound like at the end it's like he got charged with murdering the cops, and there was no no uh, trace of the councilman. Yeah. And he's he's and he's basically like insane. That's what looks like it happened at the end yeah well you know? i mean you know, like yeah, well, no 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 the councilman came back and murdered them and put them in the mural and like uh, yeah no, no, yeah yeah no, no. okay no. Put, yeah put them away yeah all right and then ends and so the, the, the intertwining segments aren't actually aren't as in-depth as like some of the mortuary collection ones were it it's definitely just quick to quick like bam okay like where the drugs at i want to where the shit and he's like oh the shit and like Clarence yeah. williams like oh the shit the shit the shit <laughs> he's supposed to be like there's things that give it away in this movie because they're all very hot, but it's very windy outside, so you feel like it can't be that warm. Yeah. But like, he is sweating a lot. Clay <laughs> yeah, no. III is sweating a lot throughout this entire movie. Yeah, death, death's a sweaty job, man. Dude, so. oh, what's that polyester fucking purple jacket yeah, it is. <laughs> Again, does he not wear the same fucking outfit and fucking half-baked? <laughs> I think he just carried that show. He's like, um, like all right, we got a we wardrobe. He's like, can I just take the fucking wardrobe I had from the last movie I Those did? Those guys aren't going to miss it. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this wardrobe, pretty much drug king pimp outfit, match yeah. up. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they kind of go right into the next segment, but they don't show the body in the casket right out of the way because it was so apparently fucked up looking. You're like, oh, what's the story going to be about? Yeah. yeah. Now, this what, one was actually pretty short book? and sweet. It's not a lot of... The way they do it's really cool. Like, because the intro, it's like the boy's blocking his door 
He, he's yeah. he hears the noise trying to come through the door. It's like the boogeyman. Like, well, it's like a, it's like a growling. Or, and then you yeah, see like, like a monster. clawed hand come yeah. around and like, oh shit. And then and I love when it sets you up because you, you think, oh, this is supernatural as in the creature. Mm-hmm. But it's the kid's interpretation of what's happening that he creates the monster. Which is what, how the mind does work. Yeah. Like, that's like... The, the human mind wants to rationalize whatever, like what's going on or something, especially if something bad's happening to you, you're going to try to find that safe place to rationalize it. And it, it could turn into a supernatural like monster. And now we need to make the monster go away. You know what I mean? So yeah. it just, it's such a good, good representation of a really fucked up thing. All right. This is the one, this is, this is one I was kind of excited to talk about because I remember watching this one and like I, I didn't watch it in the theater but I saw it when right when it came out on VHS mm-hmm. and I remember what blew me the fuck away is I was a huge fan of fucking In Living Color yeah yeah and seeing fucking David Alan Greer <laughs> as the most evil fucked up abusive like I just remember him being fucking every skit on In Living Color and now you're seeing him and he is this fucking asshole, this abusive piece of shit. He's the fucking monster. Yeah, yeah. And it blew me away because, again, we're kind of used now to some comedians taking on serious roles or dramatic roles, but back then there wasn't a lot of that, and it, I, I was actually impressed. Like oh, yeah, it threw yeah. me, it threw me off at first, mm-hmm. but then he does a good job on it. He does like, a great job. Yeah, yeah, he does a great job. And the here, and here's a little cool uh, tidbit too. So. The whole thing happens. The kid's showing up to school bruises. He has a, his uh, his teacher's concern, and uh, the teacher is actually the director. Oh, Rusty. really? That's what I thought. Oh, Rusty. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not trying to mention his again last name. Yeah, the but Rusty. He, he the is, Rusty. He is the director. <laughs> um, and basically, what happens after he shows up a couple times with new bruises? Like I think it's his eye, and then it's his arm, and then something else. It's pretty obvious. He stays inside at recess one day, and the, and oh, Rusty. You know, Professor Rusty shows up and he's like, hey, you want to go outside, recess and play outside? And he's like, no. And I'm like, oh, what's this? And he drew the monster. Well, then he also drew the kid that was bullying. Was it Tyrone, I think? Oh, yeah. You know? But he's like, so one of the other classmates told him, well, if you draw, if you draw the monster and then when he comes back and you just destroy, you just crumble up the picture, it'll go away. Well, what's awesome is when the teacher talk, is talking to him, he gets up and, you know, told him like, hey, I'm going to come, come to your house and talk to your mother. He gets up and goes away. He knocks the Tyrone picture down. Well, the kid, you know, picks it up. Tyrone's outside playing. He crumbles <laughs> the paper up, and you hear like this whimper. Oh, like, yeah. Aah! And then yeah. like, <laughs> fucking, you find out through the one of the teachers outside talking with Ru- oh Professor Rusty that uh, how do you fall down and break both arms and both legs? <laughs> yeah. He must have weak bones. Yeah, <laughs> he must have weak bones. This is a prequel. This is a prequel to Unbreakable. That's Mister Glass. Glass. Yeah, Mister Glass. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Oh shit. There we go. Oh, dude. That's so good though. Wait, come on, fucking shitty fucking teacher. Oh, he must have fell down and broke all the important bones <laughs> in his body. Like what? <laughs> You know what? You're fired. Yeah, by the you're way, fired. Oh, well, how did this happen? I think he fell down. Well, he said he, no. No, he didn't say he think. He said he saw him go up the steps and just fall. No one hit him. No one bumped into him. He just fell down. I know, but it's like that's still. I couldn't imagine a lot seeing of that. Breaks. Like, what the fuck, dude? But it sets you up. Oh yeah, because oh man, dude, teacher, I, you know, fuck it. I, Professor this, Rusty shows up. Yeah, and Mama is like hot and wet as soon as like she answers the door. Like that's crazy. Like your kids got bruises. 
and you're just like making puddles as you're walking. Like you need to chill out for a second. Yeah. Uh, what is her? Uh, the Paula Jai J or Jai Parker? Um, she's been she was in a bunch of stuff throughout the '90s, uh, in the early 2000s. Friday. Yeah. Um, stuff um, like that. Hustle yeah. and flow. Hustle and flow. Yeah. Yep. That's why it's the early 2000s. Hustle and yep. flow. So she's and she's she's fine as hell. Beautiful, beautiful woman. So his fa- his real father's dead. So she's a single mom. She someone came along and was willing to help because you know it doesn't matter if you're a single mom or a single father. Like help is help. Like, yeah. You know, and finding somebody that you know at the time didn't show themselves and is, and you look at it as like oh I'm gonna have a partner again, and then you find out. See, this is the thing that the kid left 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 out because he's the monster, but he sees. While the teacher's there, he sees when he comes home how he like. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he knows because yeah, he sees a fucking asshole. Exactly, it all culminates. He's, he's got a very quick trigger, mm-hmm. and that you just put two and two together. Why like, didn't you open the door? Really? Yeah. Like, come on, dude. But that's what I'm saying. Like, come he's on. he's such an instant dick that the it doesn't take much for the teacher to be like, okay, yeah, hmm, bruises. Yeah. This dude fucking lost his shit about the most simple well, thing. When they're talking, he's even like, well, because the, the monsters like. You know, and what else? And the teacher's like, "Well, aside from the bruises, uh, I mean, I mean, aside from that, yeah, uh, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the fuck." So anyway, uh, he ends up once the teacher leaves, he d- digs in, beats the shit out of the mom. He's kicking the shit out of the kid. Oh, the teacher rolls back in. He's just beating the fuck out of everybody. Like, I mean, he beats the shit out of the uh, t- fucking teacher. Yeah, he yeah. beats the shit out of everybody. I yeah. mean, dude, mama took some serious fucking punches to the face. Like Man, it was fucked something up. really terrible needs to happen to him. this guy. And so huh. last ditch effort. Picture had been shown to him by the teacher earlier of the monster, so it had flown off the table, and the kid grabbed it and just started twisting it. Well, no, he he, bent, rips, he, 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 he folds the arm, and you see him do like this really oh, tight pull, man. and the arm breaks back, and he's holding like, oh, dude, it's so good. I fucking, I fucking hate broken dude, bro- so arms good. and shit. Then the leg, but, but yeah, <laughs> fuck. But the effect is is for especially ninety five, ninety five, yeah, really fucking tight, yeah, and like it's one of those it leaves a mark. Like mm-hmm. I. There's some stuff I had to play catch up on when I rewatched this. Mm-hmm. That is not one of the scenes. That shit left a mark from when I watched it back in fucking '95. Mm-hmm. Like it, I remember fucking folding the paper and that fucking arm. Just, like yeah. And then he folds the leg, and, and then he twists it, and the whole body spins around. It's one now, of the. It's one of the pretty crazier effects, like especially yeah. coming out of the '90s. That's again, I, they got the, the syringe death in the beginning, and that death were yeah. like two. Of the best deaths in this movie. Yeah. Now at the end, it, it so this is also a comedy. Yeah. It is. It is a horror comedy to an extent because at the end it's very like we're not finished, bitch. I'm like, dude, you're a puddle of whatever the fuck you are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then they, then the boy takes it over to the stove, lights it on fire, and that's and, pretty much the end. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And then some other filler shit with the mortuary. Like, where the shit? We got the shit. That's enough, old man. Yeah, come Give on. The shit. And then a doll falls down. Now this is probably my favorite segment. This is my favorite. Is it really? This is fucking hilarious. This yeah. Movie, it, this segment is fucking hysterical. Like <laughs> this, this is the ultimate those, those comedy dolls. of the comedy. Those dolls are no. It's the dude running around being racist as shit, but just like it's hilarious because he's so fucking. Like, now are you talking about the white dude or yeah. the dude that's completely selling out? The fucking, white dude. Yeah, he's hilarious. But the dude that's fucking selling out. That's like it's all right, you know. Like yeah, like. He's like, oh god, I've been hanging around you too long. He's like, you've been hanging around him too long. Like, you shouldn't be in the same vicinity as him. Yeah. So this one is called. He's like, sir, your your Klux your Klux Klan hood is fucking showing yeah. the entire fucking time. <laughs> like, uh, you could just put a, a Klux Klan hood on his fucking head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he makes no bones about it how he feels about black people. No. Like, yeah. He even I think a minstrel show gets brought up. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> dude, see that that part isn't. It's when he's literally 
All right, we'll, we'll get into that. All right, so this third segment is called KKK Comeuppance. <laughs> so Comeuppance, that is like basically a way of saying you're going to get what you're getting what you deserve kind yeah. of thing. Your Comeuppance. So um, there's basically a racist senator who was once part of the KKK who is now running for governor. Yep. So somehow it became senator being an ex-KKK member, but, uh, and, uh okay, um, but now he thinks he can win being governor. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the, the big th- issue is he moved into an ancestral home of his that used to be a plantation where the, Nathan, his uh, ancestor, Nathan Wilkes, owned slaves, and then went, but when he found out that at the end of the Civil War, the f- slaves were going to be freed, he got so enraged that he murdered them all. I think, I think, uh, the senator wannabe governor even bragged about there being twelve strung up on the front yard. Yeah, you know? yeah, he, like at yeah. the fuck. Anyway, it's a little <laughs> comical of how race like that's what I'm saying. Because like, dude, it's it's, it's, it's it's not like he's slightly like, dude, you're trying to run for office and you're not even hiding it. That's what at I'm all. saying. He's just like, that's why you got to look at it. it is a satire. I know. Dude. I know. It is, they are definitely trying to. I mean, dude, this is all you know. It's black written, black directed, black produced. It's like they definitely are. Tr- they're not doing it to like you yeah. know. They're proving a point while also being. I mean, he he, funny he would it. be high up in the Trump administration if. Oh, the, but anyhow, go ahead. Sorry. Oh Jesus. <laughs> uh, so the next resident after Nathan Wilkes was a Miss Cobbs, and she was a hoodoo witch. Mm-hmm. So what she did was she took all the lost souls that were left on the property that were murdered and transferred them into dolls. Now, this is a folk tale. And they have the old Friday 13th old dude. It's got a death kiss. Yeah. You know, it shows up. Watch out. He's like, they want their reparations. Get your, get it. They don't want you in the house. Oh, shit. All right. Got a, hey, you got an old man with gray hair yelling at you about some shit. You need to listen. It's Just a dead. It's got a death cuz. <laughs> God damn, that's gonna be stuck in my head now. Uh, and the dolls are are said to still be in the house, but according to the KKK senator, he said that he has searched the house from top to bottom and didn't find a single doll. Now, in his grand office, there is a giant mural of Miss Cobbs with all her dolls. Mm-hmm. Eh. And uh, yeah. So, all right, basically. They realized right away that the assistant, the public image dude, is a, is, a, is a sellout to his own race, and one of the dolls comes out of the picture and stick, kind of sticks himself at the corner of the stairs, and he falls down the stairs and dies, and then he shows up at the funeral for the said dude in the limo of KKK Senator, and I don't know. Yo, God, it's so creepy looking, dude. I know. So fucking creepy looking. We're going to post story. There'll be stills of this. It's fucking yeah. creepy. But anyway- so they get back to the house and, you know, the dude watches the video because he's recording. They're recording this because they're doing like posterior and he says public image guy. They're trying to get the, the look down right for when he's asked these questions. And he sees in the video that one of the dolls, the, the same doll that was in his limo earlier was what he tripped over. And he's yep. like, oh, fuck. And he's like, hey, man, you guys are going to go back to the house. There's some weird shit going on, blah, blah. And then next thing you know, he sees the doll. And so he's he's he's. I'm sorry. I want to repeat some of the shit he says so bad, but I, I just can't bring yeah. myself. It's so fucking God funny, damn. dude. It's so fucking funny, dude. Like he strings him up on the dartboard with a shotgun and shoots him, and like he's oh my god, dude, it's terrible. But meanwhile, he's running away from this one, this one doll, and he goes back in and he sees three more dolls are down, and he's like, oh fuck, whoa shit, and then. He's running away from them, yada, yada. He ends up leaving his office. Some more shenanigans and chicanery and running around happens. And he runs back in and all the dolls are down. 
And I'm kind of pushing through that because you really have to watch those scenes. They are st- they are hysterical. You just have to watch him running and just getting more racist as it goes. Oh yeah, and he just sounds so bass backwards. Like it's it's a it's hilarious. <laughs> They're just like weird looking, creepy marionette, like almost yeah. like. Do you remember the the way back in the day there was a basketball player, Penny Hardaway, mm-hmm. and they had Nike commercials. And if you took that and they had him the as puppet. dolls, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but just fucking like fuck them up. That's what these dolls look, <laughs> look like. like. You're right. You're <laughs> yeah. so right. Oh, uh, but it's just like he gets so racist as it keeps going, and it's just like he just oh, it's it's oh, that's, that, that that it is it is funny. If anybody's got a sense of humor, I can laugh at that. Uh, personally for me like because I know where the directors I can tell when the director's going a certain mm. way and they're not doing it to be like aggressive yeah it, it, it's 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 that's it's a satire it's supposed to be funny and you know when he runs back in and they're all down he turns around and uh and he sees a bunch of just an army of fucking yeah he's fucked slave souls yeah but what does he do when he like falls down and he's like just so fucked up because he sees all these dolls just army of dolls in front of him he uh, he fall, he falls down and he's leaning against the cupboard. He grabs his flag because he had used it to beat one of them earlier. That's right. He grabs the American flag and puts it over him as they charge him. <laughs> that, that dude, that, talk about the imagery. Yeah, like he's literally covering himself with American flag. Yeah, as people that were wronged in America are literally eating him to death. Yeah, it oh it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking beautiful. Oh and man, you knew he's fucked because like literally his assistant that you know. You know, yeah, they fucked well, him up, and yeah. that was one of them. Yeah. So you know, this motherfucker has made no bones about how fucking racist he is. Mm-hmm. They're gonna fucking like murder the shit out of and him. And they did. Yeah. And Miss Cobbs pops up out of the mural too. And this is cool. That was actually played by the director's mom, Christina. That's pretty awesome. That Mrs. Yep. Yeah. And she's just rocking back and forth, watching them just eat him away. Yep. There you, you go. Away, good old America. Yep. Evil. <laughs> evil penny hearted away. Fucking <laughs> puppets. Jesus Christ, and uh, that—that's the end of that one. That, but it's so funny. That—that—that that, that one's definitely. Pro- I got to say, my favorite. Um, I still go with the, the 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 paper monster one, just because. Like I remember those. Like when I watched, I was like, oh yeah, but it didn't stick in my head the mm-hmm. way that the second segment. See, the did. voodoo doll, the, the the doll one did. Like the doll one, that's for me. Like whenever I look back at that movie, yeah. I I think of the first segment a lot. Yeah, but I always picture that fucking doll. Like when I hear Tales from the Hood, I picture that fucking oh, doll, man. dude. Now I know what to give you for Christmas. I'll, dude, I'll hang that shit up. Yeah, Fuck you yeah. will. Fuck and you yeah, know what? I'm gonna go over to your house and we're not looking, I'm just gonna slightly move it here or there, <laughs> yeah. put something next to its hand, like, you uh-huh. know, like, oh man, that's weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Asshole. <laughs> so we got now we actually see some some movement in the frame story at the at the mortuary because Yeah, I mean they, one of the guys walked away and is kinda they're like they're just getting ready to take him to the shit. This is it. We're on the way to the shit. Well they pass another parlor and one of the three drug dealers looked in he's like oh shit guys come look at this and it's this dude laying there and old clarence walks up and he's like oh this is crazy k do you know him <laughs> and the guy got they got real defensive like no nah, he's just a dude in the street we just recognize him for the neighborhood we don't know him and then you go yeah. into his story yeah. and dude's rolling around crazy k he's like rolling around he noticed some dude driving by he's been apparently just been talking shit or something he turns around goes fucking after him Dude parks, Crazy K gets out, shoots him. Well, Crazy K, uh, the dude's partners are in the fucking house. And before Crazy K can get into his car, his partners start lighting him up. And there's three dudes. And then hmm. you can tell they're using a voice thing on him. Yep. But the cops show up before Crazy K, before they get the final shots in, they run away. Those three dudes die. Cops kill him. Crazy K's still alive. Gets arrested. 
four years later, he gets selected for this like interim program thing, this rehabilitation program where he gets moved and shipped out to another facility. Yeah. And basically he gets put, uh, well, he gets jailed next to a like extreme white supremacist. Like remember he shows the dude his tattoos and his tattoos tell tell a story of how the white race will take over the world. Like literally, the dude's going through the tattoos it's story over time. his body. It's story time on my on my skin. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, holy shit. And then they want. Like, we will spare the few that 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 think like us, and then they will be our slaves after the war. I'm like, holy fuck. I mean, yeah, it yeah. kind of puts uh, Edward Norton's character in American history down into shame because you know, I mean, Edward Norton he had the swastika. This dude's like, no, I want the entire story tattooed on me so uh, you know how serious and, ra- and racist yeah. i am you know <laughs> like that's yeah, a lot of dedication to your like, racism man. it's crazy they go to each side of his body and his chest and his forearms and they all are part of the story yeah. he's like well i've got my armies then we go to this we take over this and then i got my soldiers and it's like a knife with a bad word on it and killer and i mean dude i'm like holy fuck these it's, writers are amazing yeah because they the writers had to think of that yeah that's that's amazing and then he bitches about it to the head doctor at the next day. And he's like, Oh, I'll put it next to you. Cause you guys are alike. Because the last thing the white supremacist asked him is what color were the people you killed? Bam message. Just saying <laughs> that, 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 but that's what I'm saying. That's why like they really touch across everything. And I know Spike Lee on his own, his particular movies, they do a good job of that too. Yeah. Uh, he, he always does a good job with that. Um, this director and these writers did the same, did equally a good job where it's not just like, uh, devil, uh, uh, demonizing one particular thing. It's like, Black people kill a lot of black people. Yeah. You know, they're brothers. Yeah. Like, they kill a lot of them. And they're just as bad as, in it, a way, yeah. It, exactly. I mean, it was, it's worse. You're supposed to unify. You're killing now, your, own, you know, your own people. I do have to apologize, but if you've ever watched um, uh, While Drinking Your Juice in the Hood, and literally every time there's something and a dude pops up, it says message. So yeah. I, it's it's almost no. You're uh, right though. But it's, it's, it's funny. It's, it's I know. Good. And it's it's hard to watch something and not just see the dude pop up in not that movie even mm-hmm. and go message. Yeah. So. Hey, uh, it's, it's true though. And then like, but part the first step of the rehabilitation program was uh they uh, uh she shows him all these images of KKK members uh. Black people being lynched on the, you know, dead on the ground or yeah. hanging from a tree, and there's just a crowd of white people smiling into the camera. And but then it shows images of a lot of black dudes. Uh, so it shows KK guys wearing hoods. Then it shows a lot of black dudes in, in ski masks going at and shooting black people. Mm-hmm. So it's just showing like, like you're not helping anything if you're doing the same shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Over the same level of ignorant shit. What drugs? Really? Like I mean, come on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's it's. it's it's not it's not coming from the same place, but it is coming. From, it, but as far as for the ignorant side, it's coming from the same place of ignorance. It's just ignorant to do that. Yeah, you know. So I really like the message they were go, was going with there. And then the final part of the uh, therapy session, uh, the or the rehabilitation was a sensory deprivation chamber. Now I say chamber because it wasn't a tank. Part of the tank is that you don't you're weightless. In this, it's just completely silent, and you, you so you, there's no distractions, just your brain. So he starts seeing all his victims. And even a little girl who got caught by a straight bullet, like he's seen everything he did, but he wouldn't take responsibility for his actions. Yeah. So she, she should have been there. Like exactly. Like straight bullets, like your bullets. bullet. Yeah, it's like bullets don't have names on it. You're yeah. in the wrong place, wrong time. I was in my room playing with my toys. Yeah, exactly. I was at the wrong place at the wrong time. Should have been in your room. What the fuck. <laughs> should have been like like. Come yeah. on, man. Take some fucking responsibility. Message. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Seriously. 
And yeah, it came down to where, you know, as soon as they let us, it, he, he, you know, his straps are free. He grabbed one of the nurses and was like, oh, give a fuck. And the head nurse is like, this is your last chance. Like, that's it. And yeah. they all, they all kind of disappear. And then the next, you know, he wakes up and he's still on the ground with the three du- dudes over him. And he's just saying, I don't give a fuck. And then they fi- finish him off. Yep. So the whole thing about them running away and getting shot and him getting arrested in the four years, like, I don't know what kind of, I don't know. So I don't know if that was a dream. Or if that was like a supernatural thing where he got sent back. You I thought it was saying? supernatural. Yeah, but you think it was yeah. supernatural? Yeah. And then, uh, all right, well, that's it. And that's that's it for the stories. Yep. And that one was actually called, I forgot the name, it was Hardcore Convert. I forgot to tell you the name. Oh, yeah. And then um, and they've had enough because now they, they know that he knows that they're the killers, the three dudes. That's a little twist. It's a twist. Yeah. And, uh, hmm. yeah. You know, I, I, I still appreciate Mortuary Collection, but I'm picking up that I feel like the director of that movie might have watched this movie because there's a few similarities between the two. And uh, so (laughs) he's like, oh yeah, the shit. We're going to get the shit. I mean, dude, he has one of the greatest parts of this movie. Clarence Williams. Oh yeah. He's so fucking good. Motherfucker. Yeah. He's so he takes him all the way to the basement and uh, he's like, they're in the coffins. Where else would I have kept? Oh dude, he's hilarious. Dude. Please, one Halloween. To please, please do your hair like that. Find whatever crazy. Well, I'm not shaving pimp. though. Uh, yeah, it'll be, no, it'll, no. Be, it'll be with a beard. If you have the hair, the beard doesn't fucking matter, dude. <laughs> All right, but please. The purple jacket with the green lapels. Either for Halloween dude. or look, even just a con. Yeah. You know, you go to a horror con. Somebody is going to recognize. If somebody's going to recognize it, you do the hair the right way. Yeah. Fuck it, a man, dude. You'd, you'd be my a, hero. That's a good call, though. You'd that's be my hero. <laughs> and uh, so. They go into the coffins to get the get the drugs. They're like score, and then it's each of their own coffins. Their bodies are in the coffins, hmm. and then the, he they're freaking out like, "What the fuck, man?" And you start seeing, "Oh, Mr. Sims looking a little funny. His eyes are turning a little red. He's looking a little weird, and he's sweating a lot more now. And uh, their guns start glowing red, like they're getting hot. So they had to drop it. And what you find out is that they were actually killed by some of Crazy K's homies. Yep, yeah. and." Uh, they're actually in hell. So yeah. as soon as that happens, now the CGI on some of this stuff was definitely bad. It's little, it's the, the, 90s, the, the yeah, snake yeah. Tongue, it's where we're uh, we give props we to some the stuff. Dates, yeah. There's not the, they had a small budget. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I don't have to make an excuse for that one. But uh, so yeah, he's uh, Doc, Mr. Sims starts turning into the devil. Like he has snake tongue come out, and then all of a sudden, like he just morphs into this. What's awesome practical effects, Satan. It, I it reminds me of um, Tales from the Dark Side of the movie mm. when, and I know we'll probably cover this some, that at some mm. point, but when the dude makes a mistake of telling someone and she turns into that fucking like demon thing. Yeah, the gargoyle thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, like that. Like yeah. It reminded me of that kind of transformation mm. where it's like, uh, well, now you're fucked and I'm going to show you why. And just turning into that fucking creature that's going to fuck you up. Yeah. So. And then they're just, now there's in flames and- yep. Yeah, uh, and so that and that's pretty much the end. They're in hell. He's laughing and all Satan-y and shit, and then it ends. And yeah. then now another part about this movie that I don't know if any of these artists are still rapping, but like that is actually has a really good soundtrack. If you like like really hardcore rap, yeah, like I mean really really aggressive hardcore rap. That sounds a lot of West Coast. It sounds yeah. like yeah. Well, this, yeah, this takes place in L.A. Yeah, but I'm so. just saying they, they use West Coast yeah. style. Yeah, so it's a, it's just so it. aggressive. I sound dude. so fucking white when I say you, you know you know the West Coast rapping. Yeah. Then you know <laughs> they they do the hippity hoppity. So <laughs> god damn it. But uh, <sighs> so it's worth checking out the soundtrack. I know it's on Spotify and I believe it's on Amazon Music, but it's definitely worth checking that out too. 
some really cool cool tracks on that. Um, I, I, dude, it it's it passes the chop block for me. I'll throw other I mean, man. I, I wasn't sure it had been a long time. You know, a couple of I like I said that middle story stuck with me, but. I wasn't really sure, but I was way more impressed. Like I, I, I thought it would age poorly, but no, I fucking enjoy the shit out of it. And again, it's because current times too. It's current times, yeah. But like, I don't know. Like there it's was written a, so well. There was a cheese level when I watched it originally, but it held up where some other stuff hasn't. You yeah, know, yeah. I feel like like it's... Ta- like, ta- like I just mentioned Tales from Dark Side. Yeah, all right, yeah. And there's a couple stories that I really like, but there's some, but fuck, that just yeah. are just yeah. you're, you're just <laughs> like fucking fast forward. This one I can legitimately watch each one of the stories, and I'm just happy with it. So yeah, and I actually think like some of what I thought was cheese early on, like I don't really view it as cheese anymore. It's weird. Well, it's like, almost like they, some of the cheese. Kind I hate of, to say this, but know? where it was so over drama, like some of the stuff, it's sadly more relevant now than it is. That what it sort is? Sort of was the ninety five. I don't feel like it's as cheesy I, that, anymore, and that's dude. That's what's kind of scary, dude. And I'm coming, and this is coming from someone like me personally. I've always owned a copy of this ever since I was like a like late teen. So going from VHS to DVD to the newest uh, Screen Factory Blu-ray, I might have to borrow that from you. Yeah, I had to watch on extra stuff. A pretty, pretty uh, weak uh, streaming <laughs> site. Where I <laughs> yeah. uh, definitely want to yeah. see it in a higher definition. Let's just um, say that it it's. I've always enjoyed it. I've always enjoyed the movie, but I, but like I have noticed that as I've gone as it's gone on, yeah. and I rewatch it, like I I'm enjoying it more and more almost each time. Which it doesn't happen it, normally. Like the first time you watch is when you it's fall in love with it, well. and then you enjoy it. After that, but yeah. it's really where you watch a movie, and the more you rewatch it over the years, you fall in. I don't know. It just. I don't I'm know. gonna fall real quick into my other podcast for a second, but this is one of the first times I'm gonna bring this up. But you know, at the end of Beaver's Asters, we always bring up double feature, and I think just because we just did, you know, a, on the chopping block on this, but I think a good double feature would for that would be Mortuary Collection and this movie. Yeah. And just because and definitely watch it, I, I would as, watch this as, first as we've been talking about it, and when I was watching, I'm picking up on a lot of the same beats. And you know, I fucking loved Mortar Collection. Totally forgot about this movie till mm-hmm. we we rewatched it. So. And I would definitely watch this one first, just because the age, and you'll kind of see the progression as far yeah. as CGI and how, and all that stuff. And but also, I mean, you could you actually just make a night of this because there's a Tales from the Hood two and a Tales from the Hood three, all with the same director. I've and never seen any of Clarence those. Williams the third retired by the time they made the second one in 2018, but Keith David. Takes the place of Mr. Sims. And if you're going, look. Dude, if you're going to have a storyteller. Bravo. Yeah. And bravo. he did not come back for the third one that came out in 2020, but Tony Todd did. There you go. Dude, so I'm really see, stoked instantly, to watch those. I haven't seen part two, but I close my eyes and I just see um, him from Requiem for a Dream. Oh, yeah. With that fucking smile <laughs> yeah. and that. And I already yeah. know, like, I haven't seen it. I'm going to watch it. Now I definitely have to watch it mm-hmm. because of just that factor because mm-hmm. I fucking love that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I mean, I think Tony Todd would be great too. So I'm really, I really am stoked to see the two sequels and just see where they went with it. Maybe we'll know. have to do a uh, continuation on this mm-hmm. one and throw in the the sequels. Yeah. So, so all right. Well, that's it. It definitely survived the chopping, bl- chopping block. Recommend you watch it. That was a good double feature recommendation. Watch this. Roll right into the Mortuary Collection. Uh, you will not be disappointed. And uh, until we talk to you again, stay safe.
GUIPodcast.com. Hey guys, Scotty Big Daddy Preston here. That's right, the Geek Father, asking you to join me here every other week with friends and family of the GUI Network as we go through all the trials and tribulations of being a geeky parent. So remember, join us or cry. My name is Amy Bogard. And I'm Mike the Hobbit. And we are the hosts of Deeply Upsetting, where we use our expertise to answer your most upsetting hypothetical quandaries, such as what non-wigged animal deserves wings? And what body part deserves a secret mouth? Which cryptid is the worst roommate? These questions and more that plague you will be answered on Deeply Upsetting, available anywhere you get your podcasts and at GUIPodcast.com.